0: Hey guys, what's up, Zarek? I fit in better than you, at least I'm wearing
1: cowboy boots. Hey everyone, this is Joe. You just gotta keep asking about Chinese food. You gotta let everyone know you're a tourist. Not since Perry Mason has a lawyer been so daring. Counselor.
0: Not since General Custer. We mean, book for murder. Has an outcome been so
1: clear. Oh, fry him. They needed the best. How long have you been practicing? Almost six weeks. Whoa! What they got was to two youths.
0: Did you say youths? Yeah, two youths. My cousin Vinny. What is a youth? Rated R. Starts Friday, March 13th at theaters everywhere. You're listening to Worth the Late Fee, the podcast for two former video rental store clerks, watch movies that they may have recommended in one time to see if the film that they see if the film would be worth keeping an extra day or two to watch again. Even if it meant paying a late fee.
1: How you doing, Joe? Not too bad, Eric. Not too bad.
0: Good, good. Go I was just go ahead.
1: No, so we, it was. Uh, this was our might be our only nice day of the week so far, weather-wise. So I'm
0: yeah, not sure I can't tell <laughs> a little bit. I, yeah, I walk the dogs and stuff. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, I, I can't tell though, because I look at the weather some days, and it says that. I, even if, as long as it's not really cold and raining, I can deal with it. I, if it's raining, but it's not, you know, it's off and on and it's relatively warm, then I'm okay. Or if it's cloudy, I don't care, but it's a combination of rain and, and pretty the, cold. I guess. The raw
1: but, weather. Yeah. I yeah, it.
0: exactly. Yep. We were just talking about it off the podcast, but I've reached the point in, in quarantine where I had to have my wife, Brie. Bree, part-time co-host of the the podcast cut my hair today she did a great job so i will be keeping it i was if if it went poorly i was gonna just shave my head but i don't have to do that so thanks to her and hopefully i'll be able to see my normal barber relatively soon
1: and but meanwhile i'm going out the uh, quarantine stash here got the uh, quarantine stash going
0: oh i got Setting a full stuff. beard <laughs> i have a full beard I had a beard up until a few weeks, a few months, like a month ago or two, and then I had to shave it and it's back.
1: See, I'm trying. I'm, I I usually like get rid of it pretty quickly, but I'm trying to go with like an actual, at least, you know, I ended up looking like a uh, Lin-Manuel, whatever his name is, the guy from my Hamilton. <laughs>
0: Lin-Manuel Miranda, whatever yeah, his
1: name is. Yeah. It was, it was like his like kind of spotty beard. That's what I, that's what I have going on right now, but hopefully it fills in. We'll see.
0: I didn't, yeah, a beard's weird. I, I. I didn't, the the last time when I had my beard that I had from like November up until, I don't know, March or something, that was the first time I ever really had like a full beard, but it was all of a sudden just like, oh, you know what, I'll keep it, and it didn't work, so.
1: Right, I have a reason to be lazy, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, right, exactly.
0: That's what I did first, I did no shave November, and then by the end of November, I was like, oh, I kind of have a beard, and I just kept it, and it it worked for a while, and the only reason I got rid of it is like, had this weird, um, like, like thing on my skin, and I had to get it looked at, but I'm good now, so that's good. good, good.
1: Yep, you, uh, yeah. I was gonna say too. Not only to get too too off topic for the other films here, but I watched the night Fifty First States, and I forgot how oh. much I, I forgot how much I love that movie.
0: I didn't see that movie until Brie and I started dating, because I kind of lumped I lumped all of Adam Sandler's like recent, relatively recent movies into one like you know and i was like oh i won't like it and it was that's one of the other five or six movies that Bri owns. so i was like oh whatever i'll watch it i'm sure i love i love i think adam Sandler's funny i love drew barrymore they have good chemistry i love that movie
1: i do too yeah i, I watched it and i like and I, I went i looked at reviews for it and i'm like man <laughs> i feel like a total outcast but thankfully roger ebert liked it so i felt a little bit better about myself but man like that movie got torn apart for whatever reason
0: I think the the stupidest thing ever is to to read reviews because all of the the best movies I my favorite movies you can find a bad review of it and then movies that I hate. We should do a podcast. I was I don't remember what movie I was thinking of the other day, but I was it's some movie. Fuel
1: Factor, <laughs> <laughs> correctly yeah.
0: I love it. Well, well, easy. <laughs> I enjoy that movie too, but it's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of a movie that w- won awards. Oh, I know. I remember what it is because it, I'm not gonna say because it's a possible movie that I almost I thought about picking it for for my pick for next week, but I I didn't. But we should do a a list sometime of both ways: movies that got trashed by critics that are actually really good, and then movies that critics loved and won awards that are mediocre at
1: best. But that'd be, that'd be a huge list. That'd be fun, though.
0: That would. Yeah. So. Speaking of awards, the movie we're doing today, there was one major award. But what are we talking about today? It was your pick, is your first, your and first this, pick. This
1: is the first pick with the whole new with the new system we got going on here. So uh, we're doing My Cousin Vinny, which came out on March thirteenth, nineteen ninety two, and it had a budget of eleven million dollars and made sixty four point one million in, in the uh, box office. Other um, movies that came out that year were from highest grossing was aladdin the bodyguard home alone 2 basic Instinct, lethal weapon 3 batman begin batman returns i'm sorry a few good men sister act brimstoker's dracula and wayne's world so it's a pretty good year um
0: before this is totally random but before i uh we move on um the guys from uh, – there's a, another movie podcast, me Myself, pod, me, Myself, and Movies podcast, and they shot me a message on Instagram. We were going back and forth, and they just released an episode uh, about the new uh, movie on Netflix, Extraction.
1: Oh, um, with, uh, Chris Hemsworth.
0: Exactly. And so
1: yeah.
0: uh, people should definitely check that out. I want to check that movie out, and so it just happened to come up right before we were recording. So sorry for jumping in randomly, but yeah.
1: No, that's, that movie does look pretty good, actually. I can't – again – a really good cast i i think i'm not sure who else is in it but i remember i saw a list of it the other day like and once i said again i'm like oh yeah this, this cast is pretty good but yeah no it sure looks really good for it so
0: yeah and sometimes you just need a good action movie and so, right, uh, you know all that said I, I haven't listened to the episode yet so for all i know he trashes it or they trash it but probably um, yes, that
1: could be a, that could be a two
0: yeah but either way uh check out the podcast and, and the movie and everything like that so sorry for for rocking the boat what no, you were saying
1: uh so stats wise, pretty good year in a movie to pre in the box office and the back of the DVD cover reads, uh, in this must-see comedy hit, two carefree pals traveling through Alabama are mistakenly arrested and charged with murder. Fortunately, one of them has a lawyer friend in the family, Vincent Gambini, played by Joe Pesci, a former auto mechanic from Brooklyn who has never been in court or in Alabama. When cousin Vinny arrives with his leather-clad girlfriend, played by Tomei, um to handle her uh to handle his first case it's a real shock for him and the deep south and i didn't realize this movie was two hours long <laughs> it flowed didn't so either. well
0: i i didn't either and yes it did but yeah i i didn't either there, there's a few movies uh, i was trying to pick out the movie they we were going to do next week and i got it down to a a couple of them and i looked at one and the, the runtime was close to two hours and i was like oh it'll definitely be the other one and then i looked at the other one and the other one was around the same. So I was like, oh, you know, flip a coin. But yeah, no, it does. It flowed really well. And before I forget, tonight I'm drinking, I had this before. I don't remember. Oh, it was the Waking the Divine episode, actually. Uh, Mike's Pastry Cannoli Stout. I told Joe before we started recording, he was like, what are you drinking? I was like, oh, I'm drinking Mike's Pastries Cannoli Stout from Harpoon Brewery in Boston because I have a few left. I love this beer. It's one of my favorite beers. It was really good. Yeah. So if we do a movie that is in any way based on italian people I'm, I'm drinking it. at least for the three i think i have three or four left so i love it um it's great so yeah
1: all right what's your,
0: what's your first memory of it
1: so I was, just, I was just gonna say i actually don't remember my first memory I, I don't know what the first memory was i know that my parents loved it or i was growing up and they popped it on occasion and i would watch it but um what me really appreciate this film was when i was in college i went i you know, took various writing courses in college. One of them was screenwriting. And one of them was we used this movie not as a formula it's like, what to follow, but the dialogue in it, we kind of use it as, as an <laughs> example of what to do for dialogue, and like, you know, what works, what doesn't. And this, going over that and then watching it again freely right now, not as homework, the dialogue really is good. It really is good and it flows really well. So my memory is... I guess college when I rose to appreciate it a lot more.
0: Okay. Uh, remind me when we talk later to go back on, on the dialogue thing. Cause I have a question for you on that, but okay. my, my first memory of it, I, I don't remember the first time I saw it at all. I mean, I was seven years old when it came out, but this movie was just like perpetually on cable. So I have seen this movie a handful of times start to finish, but for every one time I've watched it start to finish, there's probably 10 times where I sat down, it was on TNT or TBS or some cable channel. And I watched, you know, 20 minutes of it before I left and, and uh, or changed the channel. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good movie for sure. I, 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 enjoyed it. I enjoyed sitting down and watching the whole thing through too, for
1: the first time in a, in a long time. I don't even remember the yeah, last time. So I know again, the whole beginning, I forgot like, you know, all about how it opens with Ralph, and them uh, Stan and Bill so it's kind of yeah. cool seeing like the full story this time.
0: Yeah. You want to get into the, get into the plot summary, brief, brief plot summary.
1: Let me actually pull up the wiki for that. I know I have it. I got it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So um, driving through Alabama in their 64 Buick Skylark college students from New York, Bill Gambini and Stan Rothenst- Rothenstein or Rothenstein. He corrects the guy once it was Steen.
1: I think it was Steen. Yes.
0: Okay, they visit a convenience store and accidentally shoplift a can of tuna, which I haven't done. I haven't accidentally shoplifted tuna, shoplifted tuna before, but I have accidentally shoplifted before, um, so I, I get that. And they leave after they leave. They pulled over and they think it's about the tuna, but in reality, they're being charged with murder because very quickly after they left, the clerk was shot and killed. So very quickly, <laughs> right? So again, they think they're being processed at first for. Shoplifting, but it, come to find out, they're being processed for
1: murder. And um, con- uh, I mean, he literally confesses it. Yeah, Ralph. Uh, right. Bill, Bill, the character who plays, uh, who's played by Ralph. What's his last name? Machio. Machio. I. I, I a kid. No, I know. Actually, I just watched it the other day. But anyways, <laughs> um, he's actually confessing in uh, the station that he, you know, he did the crime and everything for about five minutes of film we see him like confessing and then he realizes that he's actually being charged for murder <laughs> he just confessed to a murder pretty much
0: right right and he's like i shot the clerk the guy's like you did you shoot the clerk and he's like and he's saying it like in a disbelief way he's like right. i shot the clerk
1: and they use I that shot. quote in the actual court
0: <laughs> right right so uh after the process or whatever bill's mom bill calls his mom and his mom reminds him that his cousin vinnie is a lawyer not the greatest lawyer he's actually a personal injury lawyer and it took him six times to pass the bar exam but He's a lawyer, and that's better than it's what they have.
1: Such a good introduction too. we were just talking about before the podcast, the ways of Kofi. My cousin Vinny, they see Vinny yeah. running around Alabama, his little swing all over the place, and
0: <laughs> right, right. So, thing. so Vinny heads down to help out with his fiance, Mona Lisa Vito, um, and so who for me, Mona Lisa Vito is the the star of the show. We'll get Mine into that well. later, yep. but yep, yeah, but. Um, so they head down there and, and like Joe said, they, they stick out like a sore thumb. So uh, after a quick run in, in prison where they they figure out who's, you know, who's, how it's going to go down, um, they get into court and Vinny is, it's very clear that you know, they've explained that it took him six times to pass the bar. They know that he's rough around the edges and, you know, not the brightest lawyer in some ways, but it becomes really clear when he first get, gets into court. It's, he's completely clueless on like the dress code, the courtroom etiquette, um, his attitude, and everything like that. So the judge holds him in contempt, and actually Vinny goes home to jail the first, the first night with with the guy. So uh, he doesn't cross-examine the witness. That was the other thing too. Um, but except for the and it, so they look like the guys are feeling. Uh, Bill and Stan are feeling like
1: they're pretty screwed oh yeah ex- and like between between uh Vinny's just poor performance he's also going to judge false names throughout and one he starts off from the beginning giving him a fake name right so it's not a lot of hope yeah. with him in the beginning
0: no not looking good because so except for the only thing that the prosecution doesn't have is a murder weapon but uh and the the district attorney is so he's feeling pretty good about his his case um after Vinny's poor showing at the hearing, Stan fires him and decides to go with the public defender and nearly convinces Bill to do the same, to bail on his cousin and do the same thing. However, in questioning the first witness, the public defender actually ends up bolstering the prosecution's case due to being nervous. He has a stutter. And I read somewhere online that the actor actually, I don't know if he still had or if he grew up with one, but the, that, the actor actually has a stutter in real life. He did.
1: Austin awesome Pendleton. He's actually a really good actor. He's... It's it's always like in this in this movie too. I'm happy like he not to you no know, didn't get to be himself, but he had to portray a little bit of himself in this movie. Uh, it's also I'm not sure if you've ever seen the Santa Claus, uh, christopher the Cranks, but he plays Santa Claus. I have oh, I have
0: seen that. Yeah, yeah I-, I-, far- I, was, I was
1: trying to figure out who he was from until like it hit me right before this podcast.
0: There's a bunch of people in this movie that I was watching it trying to figure out that exact same thing, like. That guy looks so familiar. And some of them some of them, I knew right away, but some of them I, it it took a few times. But um, So he starts off on the wrong foot, but d- despite his missteps, Vinny shows that he's able to make up for his inexperience with an aggressive and perceptive questioning style. So we kind of put some work in, get some pictures taken with uh, Mona Lisa Vito's helping him out with uh, with that weird little camera she has straight out of the 80s. Marissa Tomei, man, she's she's she's... Again, star of the show. But so uh, then, he, when he cross-examines the first witness, Vinny uses his newfound knowledge of cooking time of grits to force uh, to force him to admit that his perception of time may have been inaccurate, meaning he cannot corroborate the prosecution's timeline. And Bill and Stan's faith is restored. It was a quick turn. So they're all of a sudden they're back on on team Vinny. Stan fires the public defender, rehires Vinny. So now they're both Vinny's representing both of them.
1: How embarrassing is after the other guy huh getting fired right in the corner like that man that's like not be professional
0: <laughs> i when i one of my last jobs um actually my last job before the job i have now that i love he i it was a a phone sales job it was horrible it was the worst job i've ever had in my life there's not even a close second and we had this guy there who he had a stutter <clears throat> and he did fairly well on the phone and i was always like you have to have all the respect in the world for that guy, for even thinking to attempt that career. Imagine having a stutter and being like, how are you going to make your money? And you're like, oh, I'll call people on the phone and, and sell them things. And he did well. So yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. But awesome. I, same thing about the lawyer. I don't know how you would have a stutter and decide that what you're going to do is debate things
1: know.
0: in front of a jury, but- so uh, uh, Stan rehire, uh, rehires Vinny, uh, who then proceeds to discredit the next two witnesses based on eyesight uh, and uh, like an obstruction in sight, like the path of path of view. So um, now onto the trial's third day, the, uh, the attorney general produces a surprise witness who's like a, an FBI analyst for automobile stuff. So Vinny tries to object because he'd learned that you had to, he had learned in this process this is how clueless of a lawyer he was going into it that you're supposed to declare the witnesses and the evidence and everything that you're you're going to use but he gets overruled so he, he says like you can't do that the judge just kind of says yes you can and it squashes it so the FBI agent testifies that the the pattern and chemical analysis of the tire marks left at the crime scene are identical to the tires of Bill's Buick and it's funny when I was writing notes about um about this plot. I almost took out in the beginning, I was trying to like cut stuff down and I almost took out the Buick thing. And then I was like, no, you can't take out the fact you got to introduce that he's driving a Buick at the beginning. It's a huge, huge part of the plot. So it is. Yeah. <clears throat> so the judge uh, judge Holler, then orders a, a lunch recess. Vinnie says he wants a full day to properly prepare to cross-examine this witness that had just been dropped on him. But <clears throat> the judge denies it uh, with only a lunch recess to prepare. And unable to come up with a strong line of questioning, then he lashes out at Lisa, uh, so at and Mona Lisa Vito, uh, and she doesn't like that at all. And at this Uh, point,
1: too, didn't the judge give him a countdown, basically, because he they're gonna get the phone call from three or that after?
0: Yeah, uh, no, yeah, it's at that point. So, yeah, he's been given, like Joe said earlier, he's been given the judge these fake fake IDs, and the judge caught him on one. And then he gave him kind of a, 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 a bs excuse and then he caught him in on another one, and Gallow. then he tried one yeah
1: sorry, gallows callow
0: right he tried one more time and so the judge is like we're going to solve this right now and he called the court but the court said oh whoever it was in new york oh he's not here but he can call you back at three and he was like all right you got till three o'clock so um yeah Vinny, Vinny realizes so Vinny kind of takes it out on, on his fiance, but then he realizes that one of Lisa's photos, one of Mona Lisa's photos holds the key to the case. The flat and even tire marks going over the curb reveal that Bill's car could not have been used for the getaway. So because he thinks he has that in his back pocket, he requests records from the local sheriff who, that was kind of weird because I was like, the sheriff at first was like
1: felt like kind of a bad guy. Right. He was laughing again, like during all of his screw ups in the beginning.
0: Right. And then he, so he, he says, Hey, we don't know what he's asking him for, but he, he asks him for something and then he literally drags his fiance in a court to testify as an expert, as a, as a car expert. She doesn't want to do it, but he, he drags her anyway. And they call her on it and she proves she flexes her car knowledge and, and shuts everyone up. So during uh, Vinny's questioning, Lisa testifies that only a car with an, with a certain suspension and a certain, like, I don't know. I'm not a car guy could have made the tire marks, which rules out Bill's 64 Buick. However, the model of the car with these features is a similar looking metallic mint green 63 Pontiac Tempest. Uh, Vinny then, and and so then they show the FBI guy, and the FBI guy's talking to the other lawyer, and the lawyer's like, yep, nope, that seems, I got nothing to say to that. He calls the lawyer back to make him say it in front of everyone, and then the sheriff, you find out what he called the sheriff for, and the sheriff comes out and says that, uh, two men that match the description of um, Bill and Stan were arrested in Georgia for driving a stolen Tempest, Pontiac Tempest, and they also had a gun that was the same caliber that was that killed the clerk with. So um, that's pretty much it. It's, you know, happily ever after.
1: Yeah, and everyone got their victory, especially uh, Vinny's fiance, because after he wants his first case, they're going to get married. So that's right. why she was kind of pushing that. She wanted to win because she wants to get married. Right. And her biological clock was ticking, she said. Oh, yeah. Right, <laughs> Re-aggressively.
0: Right, right. So before we get on to we have our, our normal good news, bad news stuff. I wrote down some fun facts, um, some you know the more you know stuff. So the whole just go kind of one by one. The whole youths thing. So there's a scene where Vinny's saying he's trying to say youths, but because he has this like thick Brooklyn accent, he's saying youths, and the judge doesn't understand it. Um, that actually came up because uh, Joe Pesci was having a conversation with the director, Jonathan Lynn, who's British, and Jonathan Lynn couldn't understand them, so they kind of put that into the movie based on that. And then another thing, uh, a funny thing, the judge, Fred Gwynn, well, this is sad. This is his last movie before he passed away. He played Herman Munster back in the day, and that's he's probably one of the things he's more famous for. But he's actually from New York, so the it, he plays like a Southern guy very well. But he's actually from from New York, so he probably would have understood that, you know, fairly well. But he was so good in this movie too. He was, he was, and and we talked about um, uh, Brian Dennehy when we did Tommy Boy, <laughs> and that that guy, he had a similar career, man. He he was like in the military, and then he went to. Harvard or Yale. He went to an Ivy league school, like just all American, all that is man guy, you know, but, and then last thing is Jonathan Lynn, the director also had a law degree. He did. And so, yeah, so a lot of, uh, a lot of like lawyers say that this film is one of the more accurate depictions of how trials work and courtroom procedure. And it's actually the American bar association The ABA Journal ranked the film third on its list of 25 greatest legal movies. So who would have ever thought that My Cousin (laughs) Vinny would fill that void?
1: A movie with like a dramatic theme, a court drama basically, is a comedy. The fact that like someone thought it was a good idea to turn this setting into a comedy is just – it worked, clearly. Right.
0: Right. And then the last thing, the last weird fact that is not – it's not shocking when you watch the movie or when you've seen either one of them. But uh, when they made the movie, <clears throat> Joe Pesci was 49 years old and Marissa Tomei was 27. So, um, boy Pesci, I guess. But, <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: I mean, he's confident. You, he's a confident yeah? guy. He's so. got the swagger.
0: He's got the <laughs> swagger. Is, and that's the other thing, too, is I think the judge is 6'5". Is the actor that played the judge is 6'5". And uh, they have Joe Fred Gwynn is 6'5". And then I have Joe Pesci listed at 5'4 or something like that. And that's probably generous. He's probably not really 5'4. But so anyway, just wanted to throw some of those in there. Um,
1: Real quick before so, we start, yeah. before I forget, you said you wanted to bring something about the dialogue earlier. Do you want to do that now? Or because I will forget 100%. <laughs> uh,
0: no, that'll come up, that'll come up more in the, in the good news, bad news. Which one do you want to okay. do first? Good news or bad news?
1: You start with the bad news.
0: Okay. So, least favorite character. My least favorite character—it wasn't even the character. It was, it was his least favorite cast member—is Ralph Macchio, and it's not that he did a horrible job. I just felt I felt like they could have they could have used someone who was less famous and less known as the Karate Kid and more believable as like a Brooklyn kid than than Ralph Macchio, and and I and I don't really feel like he contributed or anything, so. When we go over the bad news things, this is like super nitpicky stuff because I, I really enjoyed the movie. It's not like it held me up much, but um, that would be my least favorite cast member. What about you?
1: That's, you pretty much know that like, I had the same thing written down. I don't really have a whole lot written down that I didn't like about this movie, but one of them is Ralph Macho playing that role because you would think with someone, this is a time when he was pretty big as an actor, and you would think he'd be getting more screen time or just a bigger role in the film but he really didn't. And like you said, he was just like kind of like a pawn just as much as Stan was. And Stan wasn't the greatest, the biggest one actor either. So they could have easily gone with someone else and, you know, given the same amount of screen time, but you see Ralph Macchio on screen, you think he's going to get a little more screen time. But that's the problem. they didn't because the movie works fine with the cast that drives the film anyways, but it's a really odd casting choice.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, something other than the cast member that you change if possible you want to go first or you want me to go first
1: well honestly mine i really wouldn't change a whole lot like i this watch this movie again there are certain things like that you could easily take out if you wanted to like um some of the whole jail stuff in the beginning when they're going through the station and that stuff's kind of long i guess they could easily easily cut it down to um you know they're going through a faux shoot they're going through not the photo shoot but like you know like the um
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: um and they go through like the whole admittance process. A lot of that could have been cut out, I feel like, but even that's just like you said, it's nitpicking. So the movie flows really well between Pesci moving between different settings to try and get a nice sleep. Um, yeah. And like it it, it bounces really well between the court setting and different settings. So, like, honestly, I think it flowed pretty well. I, really, I wouldn't change a whole lot other than maybe the casting choice and the beginning, maybe cut down a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's that's and this kind of gets into this the script writing question that i have earlier so the and again i really enjoyed the movies this is like super nitpicky stuff but um the movie up until joe pesci and marissa tomei arrive is i don't want to say it's 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 a lot weaker than than um then when they get there and they really carry the movie. So
1: definitely it's like, they're very fast speaking. I, th- I love the fast dialogue between, uh, Mercer Tomei's character and Joe Pesci. Whereas like, it's Oh, like their the chemistries. Yeah. Oh, they're so fast. And it's, the dialogue is so between the two of them. They're, they, they bounce with each other so well. Whereas the beginning, you know, it's just more like, it's very slow.
0: Yeah. The, and, and the script writing question I have is, so one thing that I thought I would have for sure change is, um, they kind of go to the same well twice, joke-wise, with bef- with the, with the guy with the boys before Joe Pesci gets there. Be- where, so they do this whole thing where they get arrested, they're getting processed, whatever, what and they. About when they think, yeah, he's,
1: yeah, and when, I thought that was I. That could have been that could have been taken out too. I feel like the whole one when Vinny appears in prison is that gonna mention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's think, the same like, joke, I <laughs> right? No, I know that was kind of an odd move. How in the beginning, you know, like you said. Uh,
0: I think it's. I think it's like it's, it's because of what we said. Where I don't think Bill and Stan, so that the two boys can really carry a movie on their own. But I also think that they could have taken out one of those scenes, which it would probably would have had in the prison one, and it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have jumped out to me. But again, I like the movie a lot.
1: No, yeah, um, yeah, right. Like the whole. It was like I think that was just like. I think just like for a bit of like the show who Pencher's character really was between you know, the dynamic between the two of them. But like you said, it could have been cut kind of you wouldn't have noticed any difference.
0: Right. And and really it's like we said, it's a credit to Marissa Tilmay and, and uh Joe Petri because some of the other movies were reviewed, like like when Harry met Sally or Waking the Divine, um, have relied and they've had a very strong supporting cast. This one is this is like David Ortiz, 2004, ALCS, in the 12th inning, like get on my back. Uh, Pesci and, and Marissa Tomei just totally carry this movie. The judge and the actually the, the the opposing attorney, once they get into it, they're they're good too. But so up until Pesci and Tomei get in on the film, it's 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 a it's significantly.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's a a, a completely different film for the better.
0: Yeah, right. So good news. Uh, You want to go first?
1: So good news. I will say, so kind of like we we already kind of hinted at it, I have a different star for both the actor and the character. So I'm going to say I think the star of the film character-wise was Marissa Tomei's character. She was the unsung hero in the movie. She's always trying to help out Joe Pesci and stubborn Pesci didn't want any help, he wanted to win this case on his own, but she clearly knew what she was talking about when she's the one who told, uh, Joe Pesci's character, Vinny that the other attorney is, you know, supposed to give him the evidence, it's law. And she's just kind of like com- constantly guiding him in the right direction. And her banter was so good. She's hilarious. Um, so she would be my favorite character in the film, and my favorite actor would be Pesci. Yep. So again, like, it's they're both really good, and it's like I could have easily done the Tommy Boy route and pick both of them, uh, but they're they're both they they both of the film, like you said. Pesci is hilarious in this movie when he's playing the confident, you know, uh, during the fight sequence when he's threatening to beat the guy up for two hundred dollars. In reality, would you see... If you see Joe Pesci and you're the other guy, you see little Joe Pesci threatening you, you know, I don't think... I, don't I will think get you, into that. I don't uh, think you'd be too intimidated, but, like, Joe Pesci's conference, this movie is so good. I, yeah, no, I agree. I loved, I loved it in it.
0: I, my, yeah, my favorite cast member is, is Marissa Tomei. She's she's funny. She's hot. Her, her chemistry with Joe Pesci is great. Um, and she, you mentioned that her character kind of carries and backs up and supports Joe Pesci. I think she does that even acting. I th- I, and, I don't, and I think Joe Pesci is an outstanding actor, but my favorite scenes that Joe Pesci did, like my favorite, or the best work that Joe Pesci did in my mind, or my favorite parts were when she starts lecturing the guy on the, on like with flexing her car knowledge muscles in the court and Joe Pesci just puts his feet up, feet up and he's like, watch this. And he like, so watching him react to her was his best stuff in the movie, I think, and and that's not a knock on him. It's just she was she was outstanding. So favorite scene? You want to talk about favorite scene? I have I have a kind of a tie.
1: I do too. Okay, right. so the first one is a really brief scene. I love in the prison when Stan is um, explaining to. I'm sorry, Bill is explaining to Stan uh, about Vic uh, Vinnie's first. You know, because this is when they're they're kind of done because he's already had a pretty rough start. And Bill's trying to convince Stan that, you know, when they're younger, he would always call out the magician, like his tricks. He would always find the, what the, what the, you know, what the trick was and he was just very on his feet uh, quickly. And I love how he's just trying to like, you know, that, that defense scene, it sold me on Vinny. Like, I was like, okay, I'm like, maybe he's, maybe he's the right choice. He just seems to, you know, get into some momentum. Uh, But my favorite scene, probably is a little more uh, expensive is the first victory. When Vinny is wearing his like circus suit. It's like a
0: 1974 (laughs) prom (laughs)
1: box. And he's just like, and he's still has a rough start. He's falling asleep in the court because he hasn't slept in nights. But once he starts going and you see Bill and Stan on the sidelines, they're kind of like, oh my God, like this is actually happening. He's actually doing something right for the first time. Yeah,
0: he's, once he gets a guy in the ropes, it's like... Yeah. And, then he doesn't, the and then
1: he doesn't hold back. He just keeps on going, and like from there on out, he doesn't hold back for the rest of the film. Like From there on out, he's just at the top of his game.
0: Yeah, that kind of ties into the first of my favorite scenes, and it's probably n- no one talks about it, but I really love the interaction throughout the whole movie, but especially in this scene between Pesci and the opposing lawyer played by Lane Smith. Um, when they were, they were kind of talking about <clears throat> Lane Smith's character, I can't remember the lawyer's name in the movie, but he was talking about, um, a, a Trotter was the lawyer. He was talking about how he came, he became a, 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 um, a prosecuting attorney and he was saying like, Oh, I was defending these bad guys. And then I just thought like, why am I helping out the bad guys? I should, I should work to put them in jail. And then Joe Pesci, so Vinny tells his whole story about how like he got a ticket, and he lived. You know, he's lived in Brooklyn. He got a ticket. He went and he kind of argued the 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 ticket in court, and the lawyer who was also from a similar background from Brooklyn um, told him like you've got good good instincts, and and you know you're kind of cut out for this. You should consider being an attorney. And then the fact that the, the judge was from Brooklyn It kind of gave him a sense of like, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. It was just a cool um, example of how two people can kind of arrive in the same spot by taking two extremely different paths. So Uh,
1: that scene was really good. And it slowed down a little bit too. It slowed down to the point where you got to see a more human side of Vinny's character.
0: Right. And then trivia question, what was Lane Smith's best movie of 1992?
1: Oh man, put me in the spot here. <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no! Don't, don't look it up. Don't look it up. <laughs>
1: well, I'm seeing who Lane Smith was again. Okay, um, uh, was it was it another little, little micro production? No. Okay, I have no idea. Hit me. It's Mighty Ducks. That's right. The coach. The opposing yeah. coach. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I saw it and I was like, it's funny, because this movie made me not hate him i i the movie started and i was like oh like you know what i mean like that that's jack riley from coach riley from mighty ducks and then so i started out hating him and then i was like you know what this guy's all right even though he's kind of the bad guy not the bad guy but he's the guy we're going up against but so that was my favorite scene but then my second favorite scene was um the initial pool hall scene where we talked about where Joe Pesci walks up to the big guy and he's like, he just like kind of undresses him, and and says, I'll fight him and stuff like that. And, and I love that dude. I love anytime there's like a scrappy little guy who's like, especially since it would have, it wouldn't have been so good if he was, if he did it because the guy stepped on his shoe or something. But the fact that he, he was like someone messed with his fiance and he was like, no, like, I don't care how big you are. I don't care who, where you're from, where I'm from, like, that that's not how this works. So, yeah, I love, I love that scene.
1: I also do, have to, I wrote down two on my thing here, and you brought up kind of briefly here at the end. I also really love this movie, how there's no actual bad guys on screen. We, like, there are some people you root against, but there's no yeah. actual bad guys on screen.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just the, the situation. Right. Yeah, they're just stuck. Do you have, I wrote down a note for uh, least favorite scene. Um, besides, we talked about it earlier, is couple of repetitive things but i thought this scene where they first get into the hotel i don't know it was when they first got in the hotel but it was one of the scenes in the hotel where like the sink was dripping or the shower i thought that was a little overdone like she's like and i get that they're like showing their relationship and they're showing that she's like she's savvy and and she she puts him in his place but that scene that was the only scene in the movie where i was like cringing a little bit i was like when they're like face to face and part of it's because she's 29 and beautiful and he's Joe Pesci, no offense Joe Pesci, but there was like this like sexual tension built off of a dripping faucet and the wrench and the torque of the wrench. That was my least, that was the only scene that I was, I didn't enjoy. So, um,
1: what'd you think? Uh, It's kind of not really existent. but what'd you think of the soundtrack?
0: I literally, I wrote down for the soundtrack, uh, a hundred percent indifferent and that's okay. and, and because the movie had no it didn't need to have a soundtrack that mattered so what in my opinion in this movie the soundtrack's job was to not get in the way the only thing the soundtrack could have done for this movie is is brought it down and it didn't do that so you know good job
1: yeah i kind of felt the same house it's like it's non-existent and there was a scene in the beginning when they're... The two boys are walking through the prison. And you hear like this kind of like weird upbeat music, which kind of fell out of place. But at the same time, that kind of transitions into a more like dramatic tune. So it starts off kind of upbeat and then transitions into a more subtle uh, score. But it was it didn't it didn't really make a difference to me in the in the end.
0: Yeah, no, it didn't for me. I was just like, I there's not many movies where I watch it and I'm I don't get anything from it. And this is one of them. I. But no, that's not a bad way. I was no. just like, oh, nope. okay. all right, the movie, whatever. The, movies,
1: yeah, the movie focused on one thing and it did its job.
0: Right. So I'm going to have you go first talking about your score, but just to run through the whole spiel again, um, we rate movies on a score of one to five. Uh, would you pay a lead fee for the movie? So a one is you rent the movie, you get 10, 20 minutes into it, and you're like, I don't want to watch this. You drop it off the same night, return the movie, uh, up to a five where you wouldn't mind paying late fees, maybe even buying the movie from the store so you didn't have to bring it back. So, Joe, My Cousin Vinny, score of 1 to 5. What's your what's your verdict?
1: I think you kind of know what I'm getting at with my very little negative to say about it, and I think it's a 5. I think it flows. It's two hours long. It flows incredibly well. <laughs> maybe, like, the first 20, 15 minutes slows down a little bit, but, man, once again, once it introduces the characters in the core setting, it just... It is smooth sailing from there. The actors were awesome. The characters were great. The supporting actors were awesome. It is just, again, I saw this script when I was in college, the dialogue, and I can see why it is just, it is a super snappy.
0: Yep. No, I, I um, like I mentioned earlier, Pesci and Tomei in this movie are as, as close to perfect as you can get. I, I Tomei's, the contribution to the film and it, especially for what she gives to the movie for the time on screen that she has is one of one of the most impressive performances i can think of for like she won she won supporting best supporting actress and i i saw i know that that sounds crazy to some people because it's kind of a, a weird comedy movie but she I'm when I was watching this I was like what did Marissa Tomei do after this movie because if you saw this movie in in 92 and I saw that girl and that was my first time seeing her I'd be like this girl's gonna be the greatest thing that ever happened to to Hollywood for a while but I know she did some other good movies and everything but this it's this is kind of her her peak for me at least but um Pesci showed like serious range he was you know you don't think of him as being I know he did Home Alone and everything but you don't think of him as being a comedic actor and I thought he not only hung in there comedic act as far as comedic acting goes he was great um, but uh, this is the first time I watched a movie straight through in a while um, I really enjoyed it I, I didn't give it a five I gave it a four though I, I, I was surprised I thought I was going to enjoy it and give it a three or a three and a half I knew I wasn't going to not like it but I was surprised at how much I liked it watching it straight through from start to finish. So, and the yeah. beer, the beer was, I give the beer a five. The beer's outstanding. We can keep doing Italian movies every week until I run out of, uh, mics.
1: I, I got to remind everyone too. I actually finished that beer when I drank it. So that's a good sign. <laughs> so
0: right, really right. good. Right. So, um, yeah, no, I really like this one. I, and like I said, I was, I didn't think I was going to not like it. I thought I was going to like it, but it was surprisingly entertaining. I I know I've said it a million times, a million different ways, but if there was any, I think you could have replaced Joe Pesci. I wouldn't, I think he's perfect for this and I wouldn't have wanted to, but to me, Marissa Tomei is, she was absolute hands down star of the movie and, and their chemistry was, was amazing. So, um, Next week, like this is Joe's first pick. We've switched to this um, this thing where we're going to – he'll pick one one week. I'll pick one the next week. And so next week's my week. I had a million – I was I couldn't narrow it down. I had a million things to pick from. But what I ended up settling on is with everything that's going on, I'm not getting baseball. I'm a huge baseball guy. I need baseball in my life. So that got me down to two movies that i talked about earlier both around the same length and i'm i decided next week we're going to or next episode which will probably be this coming weekend we're going to record rookie of the year so right. i yeah it's of the two movies that i was considering it's the it's the one i like less at least that's how i remember it but i thought it'd be interesting to rewatch it and and everything like that and as usual follow us on instagram we're at the leafy like i said earlier we've been getting messages from other podcasts um listeners so we really appreciate that if you have a suggestion send it over and we'll jump that right to the front of the line so whether it's joe's week or my week we'll put that first um we really appreciate it uh itunes spotify wherever podcasts are listened, we should be on there um do you have anything else joe am i missing anything
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, even though it's not relevant to this episode, I'm gonna put it one more time out there that we made it an awesome Spotify playlist for our movie High fidelity right. we did last week. or we, uh me, Eric, and Bree listed our top breakup songs, and I think it's a pretty solid list. And if you haven't listened to it, you should check it out.
0: It's a solid list, and it's definitely a wide range. It's, it's not very much so. Yeah, it's not like we just Googled you know top 20 breakup songs and made a uh, made a playlist there are some movies on there f- from all of us that you would have never
1: we would go from frightened rabbit to michael 82 to jackson five so
0: yeah yeah which you don't hear that often so <laughs> yeah no that's a good point check that out um but yeah other than that we'll be back we'll record in a few days uh the rookie of the year episode so thank you guys very much for listening and we'll talk to you soon
1: all right see you later guys.